0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Podcast. We got a busy week this week. That we do. We got our first volume of football rankings coming out. We got a football episode with a special guest, Jim Day, at Fantasy Taz. And then we got this baseball episode. That we do. I mean, what more can you ask for in life? That we do. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to do right now? It is the MLB All-Star break. As fantasy baseball fanatics know, I don't know what I've been doing the last four days, checking my team, but I've been doing it anyways. You just gotta <laughs> see if it's just still the same, you know? Yep. I'll make some DL changes, some pickups, you know? I'll hit you with some waivers later, so you could get some pickups yourself. But for there, now, we got a special edition All-Star episode. All right, we do. Feeling okay. Right. Feeling okay. Feeling alright, feeling okay, I've been up I've been all the way, yeah, my doing what it takes, everything I ever could yeah. all right. So since it's All-Star weekend, we decided to put together an All-Star team. Right. I mean, nothing happened, right? There's not that much to talk about. So let's talk about the first half. Who are the fantasy All-Stars on the AL and NL? Let's uh let's choose a division and go through it first. What do you say? <clears throat> sure, sure. NL or AL? Uh, N. Because we're Mets guys. NL. All right, so NL, starting catcher. The NL, starting catcher. I'm going to have to go with, I mean, we all know who it is. It's JT Realmuto. Muto. Eh, you don't not all know who it is. It's not Contreras. Maybe Grandal. It's not Posey. See, we're taking value and ADP into this too, but yeah, I'm cool with Real Muto. Real Muto has been a stud since day one. It's not like he was drafted super early, like 9th, 10th round usually, but uh, I mean, for where he was drafted and what he's delivered, you got to you gotta give him the crown. Yeah, he's just, uh, he's been great for Miami so far. 3 three ten average, 12 home runs, 45 RBIs. There you go, Real Muto. You get the nod. NL first base. Going into our mad man who exemplifies value, Jesus Aguilar. Hold on a second here. Why? I mean, yeah, it's Aguilar. I mean, we could talk about other guys. Goldschmidt's been a beast after April. True. But Aguilar is ranked higher and was undrafted. Yeah, yeah. You're right. This 24 is, home runs this and seventy RBIs. Come on. Freddie Damn. Freeman gets some noticeable... You could argue for Freddie Freeman. But, again, Freddie Freeman was drafted before him. We're talking about value here. We're talking about fantasy value. That's right. Second base. Got some interesting NL second basements out here. Second base. Let's see if you agree with me here. I'd like to go with Javi Baez. Hold on. Hold the phone. Hold the nugget. Hold the patata. Hit me kid. You want Javi Baez? Yes. All right. First of all, undrafted, Max Muncy. Almost as good. I I got Max Muncy later. Oh, for like an outfielder? He's outfielder. Okay, one. fine. Uh, So then probably... Wait, wait, wait. No, no, not seeing it. Okay. You know what? My other argument was going to be Scooter Jeanette, but let me not spoil what you put for an NL. <laughs> you know, Michael did the NL, so... I'm, right. I'm I'm guessing here. And it turns out Scooter Jeanette is his third base all-star. Yeah. <laughs> Javi Baez, bro. Drafted in their double-digit rounds, right? 19 home runs, 18 stolen bases, 72 damn runs batted in. 18 stolen bases. 292 average, 892 this. OPS, stud and a half. He's a 10th-ranked player right now. Rightfully deserves the honors. So we got Real Muto Aguilar and Javi Baez. Moving on to the hot corner, third base. You know, I just had to give it to my man, Scooter Jeanette, in the actual All-Star game last night. Hit a game time two-run home run in the ninth inning. You know who you could argue for? My man, Scooter Jeanette. Over Jeanette? Who? His teammate. Eugenio. Oh, Eugenio. Uh, you just keep speaking ahead of yourself, kid. You'll see his name later on. <laughs> You're good at guessing. I am good at guessing. I'm too good, apparently. Scooter Jeanette, 326 average, 9, 894 OPS, 16 home runs, 63 RBI. It's actually pretty runs. remarkable how similar their numbers are Suarez and Jeanette. They fight very great. Hold on. Don't look real quick. One is 50 runs, one is 59. Jeanette has 59. One is 19 home runs, one is 16. Jeanette has 16. You just said his numbers. Yes. I, and I, I know his numbers, bro. I'll do that on later. to shortstop. To close out the infield. Someone I loved at his value coming into the year. I made. I told Jason uh, in our auction draft. I said, we got to make sure we get this guy. He said, really? I was like, that's right. It's Trevor Story. Trevor Story is a beast. 292 average, 910 OPS, 20 home runs, 68 RBIs, 12 stolen bases, 50 runs. I didn't even expect this. Great a season coming, but he has been killing it. We've seen him kill it before, but not for an extended period of time, so this is great to see. Yeah, 100%. The, question, the problem with Story was always uh, average. Yep. You saw he had the power. He has the speed. Yo, he's one of the fastest players in the game. He might have the fastest uh, game speed so far this season over Billy Hamilton. Interesting. Over all these guys you think of fast guys, Trevor Story is the one. And he's doing, so he's running. He has 12 stolen bases. He could run more. 9-10 OPS. It's a thing of beauty. When a guy like Trevor Story puts it all together and starts hitting for average, do you stand a chance? Word. Word. Moving on to the outfield. Another undrafted player. Hashtag Jesus Aguilar. Hashtag Max Muncy out here. he Making Muncie. the all-star team. There he is. Two seventy one average, an OPS of one zero one three, and only two hundred twenty five at bats At forty four runs, twenty two home runs, forty one RBIs, and two stolen bases in there as a kicker just to make him even better. Max Muncy, folks. Let me ask you a question. Maybe. Why not his teammate too? Matt Kemp? Matt Kemp. Uh it was it was tough for me not to put Matt Kemp in here, but You picked three outfielders. I did. And you didn't put Matt Kemp. Well, the next one was Jose Martinez. I'm going to have to fight with you a little bit. Jose Martinez is another basically undrafted. All right, let's or compare super the numbers guy. straight up. Runs okay. 35. Kemp 42. One point for Kemp. Home runs 13. 15. One point for Kemp. 56 RBI. 60. <laughs> 297 average. <laughs> 310. 839, 839 OPS. 874. Martinez has 317 at bats, though. You know what's interesting, though? Matt Kemp was 297. Hell yeah, Matt Kemp. <laughs> Here's the kicker, though. Who would you rather have the rest of the season? Oof. That's a really hard question. I feel like Jose Martinez just because I'm scared Kemp's going to get hurt again. Me too. I feel like Martinez is the answer. I feel like the numbers are close enough. It's interesting for sure, though. It's a good question. I mean, the Dodgers just got Machado. That they did. More protection for Kemp. Yeah. Or more protection for Machado, whichever way you want to look at it. True. Closing out the outfielders, Nick Markekis. First time making the actual All-Star game. Probably the first time ever making a fantasy All-Star team, too. Batting .323, .877 OPS, 10 home runs, 61 RBIs, 55 runs. The man is just getting it done repeatedly. Yeah, I can't argue with you here. I mean, who would have thought Nick Marcakis? Awesome. Who would have thought? Such a great story. And the utility bat. Instead of DH, I put in a utility where you just get to choose whoever you want. And as Jason pointed out earlier, I had to get him in here. Eugenio Suarez. Instead of all the batters in the NL, you chose Suarez. I chose Eugenio Suarez. I mean, you chose a lot of good guys for the position. Value, ADP, and overall numbers. Three twelve average, nine seventy three ops, fifty runs, nineteen home runs, seventy one rbis, and a stolen base. All right, so since you're uh, and now you go through your al position players before we get to the pitchers. One one last second, hit me. Since you're uh, you're done with your players in the nl, Ozzy Albie's. Albie's was a tough one, man. Albie's was a tough one. I I gave Suarez the nod over him. I could see why. Okay, so let's go to the al. Pretty sure you know who I put for catcher. I've been talking about him my entire life. Well, it's between Gaddis and Ramos. I'm going to go with Ramos, though. I had to give Ramos the ads just because he's a catcher. <laughs> Gaddis isn't even a catcher. So I'm going to go on a technicality here. And even so, I know Gaddis has been super hot lately, but his average is low. His OPS is lower than Ramos is. Wilson Ramos has been an absolute beast. 14 home runs, 53 RBIs, 30 runs. Isn't great. His team sucks. But two ninety seven average eight thirty four RPS. I mean, this guy it's a catcher and he has fifty three RBIs. You don't see that every day. And you don't get that every day. Especially from a guy who's being drafted this low. True. In our preseason rankings, I said Ramos, I had him as a top three or five catcher or something, and it's happening. I it's mean pretty, whenever it's he's pretty been unreal healthy. production out of a catcher. You don't see that these days anymore. It's, yeah. it's great. It's a thing of beauty. So that one was pretty easy for me. Yeah. If Gaddis actually caught, I'd give him a little more love. You know, when I was looking at first baseman today, I realized that American League first basemen really suck. I was about to say that. Dude, who am I supposed to pick? Because yeah. we're talking about, we're looking at everything. Value, right? We're not just looking at numbers. So let's look at some of the best first basemen in the AL this year. CJ Crone, <laughs> uh, Yuli Gariel, Mitch Moreland, Justin Smoke, Matt Olson. It's been rough. The saddest one is Jose Abreu. He should be the answer. Yonder Alonso is actually pretty good. Your guy. If I had to choose an All Star, I'm going Matt Olson. Interesting. I mean just because of the way he ended it I know he's only hitting 235 but if I'm you look at the despite the low average if you look at the home runs in the AL though he has 19 m- way more than everyone we just listed except CJ Carlin uh 47 RBIs he's been picking it up lately Honestly I asked myself the question who would I rather have of this bunch rush of the year That's not how All-Star games work They all have similar numbers hmm. That's not a valid way of reasoning I'm angry now. Who would you pick? You're ruining the integrity of the All-Star Who would you pick? Mitch Moreland. Quick. Yeah, man. You were ready. All right. I'm going to disagree. Going to second base. AEL second base, Simone. Is there even a question here? I know we're talking about value, and Jed Lowry would be a good option for value. Jose Altuve is always a good option, but he was drafted top five. (laughs) You know someone who was hated on a little bit and is now the best player in the league after Mike Trout? Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. Yeah, not much to say about this guy. This He's is, at twenty twenty already. He's already in the twenty twenty club. It's not even a question. He's twenty nine home runs on the year. Remember when he started off slow and people were like worried about it? Yeah. It's it's a little ridiculous how good he is. Imagine buying low. Right, Some people definitely sold him for, like, nothing. $3. 302, 29 home runs, 68 sixty eight runs, 70 RBIs, 20 stolen bases, 1029 OPS. Sometimes when you're playing the value game, you still got to go with the stud. Just ridiculous. Because when you're that good, when you're that good, you got to go with the stud. And he was a third-round pick, usually, so. So, moving on to third baseman. Uh, <clears throat> so, I'm just going to go back-to-back here because I think they're both. I give Eduardo Escobar some consideration, but he's really fallen off lately. He's slowed down a bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Yuli Gariel's been good, but he has six home runs, so I think it's pretty obvious who the third baseman is. If we're not looking at... Bregman is my shortstop. Okay. So taking him out of the equation, the answer is Nick Castellanos. Yeah. 15 home runs, I'm 56 cool RBIs. He even has 54 runs on a... Pretty terrible Detroit team. Yeah. Out of a, out of a starting uh, ADP of double-digit rounds. So he's delivered and then some. Definitely worthy of the all-star induction. Mm-hmm. Moving on to short style quickly. Alex Bregman. why even ask? Besides, can't I pick don't, Manny don't, Machado don't anymore. Get the boom he's boom in the NL for that. Why even ask about Bregman? He's a stud. You don't gotta ask. Why did you do a brum bumch? I don't know. I was gonna say why. Like why? Why did you pick him? Why even ask? You know why I picked him. Totally. <sighs> All right. And Machado's in the NL line. That closes out the infielders. Infield. Quick recap. Wilson Ramos, Matt Olson, Jose Ramirez, Nick Castellanos, Alex Bregman. Moving on to the outfield. Dine new. Dine new. Got three players here. I think you definitely know one of them. I definitely know one of them. Yeah, he's our boy. He's AL a outfielder. <laughs> There's a lot of AL outfielders. Dude, AL outfielder, Eddie Rosario. Thank you. you Eddie Rosario is someone we've loved and someone we continue to love. 311 with 19 home runs and 60 RBIs. Get out of town. You get that induction, boy, especially for where you were drafted. Now, here it got tough because in the AL, there's a lot of guys who are doing great. And there's not... I have to give J.D. Martinez a nod, right? Of course. Because he was what? He wasn't being drafted in the first round like the other people around him. J.D. Martinez is unreal. He has 80 RBIs. (laughs) You can't even say that without laughing. Yeah. 29 home runs and 80 RBIs. Dude, that's a great season. And it's July. And what average? It's July. What's his average? Like <laughs> 328. Three, uh, insane. So the answer is J.D. Martinez and the answer is Edward, Eddie Rosario. So now here's the last one. This one is tough. So I got to decide. All right. I'm going to throw this out there right now. Utility is Mike Trout. You got to give it to him. I mean, in whatever league you play in, there's going to be different rankings depending on what league you play in. He's always going to be top five. The guy's a beast. We don't got to waste time on Mike Trump. He's going to be my utility. So, the last outfield spot was pretty tough. You got Mookie Betts, who, right now, in the league we're looking He's at, the number one ranked player. Number one ranked player. I think you got to give it to him for that reason. All right, fine. But wait, we're talking about value too, right? Shinsu Chu. Chu is definitely undrafted, a now in the 40s ranks. 50 straight games on base. Unreal. Michael Brantley. Back to being a stud. Shout out, Brantley. What about one last guy? Mitch Hanager. True. 67 RBIs. He's He's almost J.D. Martinez level. He's been one of the reasons why the Mariners are winning games. Of Of those guys. So we're talking about a second-round pick who's now the first overall player. Betts was back. like a... Not even second. To, uh, Mid... But he's a first overall player. End of player. the first. Now first, the first overall. First overall player off the board. Shinsuchu was undrafted. Michael Brantley was maybe drafted. Mitch Haniger was maybe drafted. If I asked you right now, if you could draft a player with the ninth pick and have him be the first overall player, or if you can draft... Or if you can pick up a free agent right when the season starts, and have him be worthy of a second-round pick, third-round pick, what would you have rather have? I'd probably want the first overall player. I don't know. In my scenario, you have the ninth overall player, and then another. Th- but then there's a chance you draft like a Corey Seager. Fine, I'll give it to Betts. You better believe it. I'll give you it Betts. You better bets. believe it. And then, as I said, utility goes to Mike Trout because – Come on. Also, we didn't even mention Andrew Benintendi. Yeah. The AL is so stacked. So stacked. Except for first baseman. Let's move on to the pitching staff, shall we? Well, let's close it out. Let me recap. We got Wilson Ramos. We got Matt Olson, Jose Ramirez. Nick Castellanos. Alex Bregman. Eddie Rosario. JD Martinez. Mookie Betts. Mike Trout. Just like yesterday, the AL lineup is much better than the NL lineup. 100%. Starting pitchers. All right. We got five starting pitchers and three relief pitchers. The starting pitchers were, I think they were pretty simple for me to go with here for the NL. I had to go Jacob DeGrom. How can you not? He has a 1.6 ERA. Can I guess? Sure. You got Aaron Ola in there. Aaron Ola's my boy, of course. Did you give Max Scherzer an odd? I had to. Okay. He's a top ranked NL pitcher. Okay. The next two are more. I think I got it. Value guys. If you don't have this guy Patrick Corbin I actually don't How do you not have Patrick Corbin? He just, he just missed the nod Okay, let me think Faulty, faulty. Mike Avich has been a beast Okay And then The loser of yesterday's Actual all-star game Ross Stripling Ross Stripling, okay Had to give him the nod Over Patrick Corbin I had to do it. He's been a stud. Miss. Yes. So I got All the right, Grom, I'm gonna argue. I'm going to argue Nola, Corbin Fulte, over Fulte, and Stripling. Fulty has been great, man. Give cool. me your AL starting pitchers, bro. All right. <clears throat> so the first guy we had to give to just because of irony. Someone, got to admit, sometimes when you're wrong, we were wrong. Garrett Cole. That's the great thing about fantasy sports. Sometimes you're really wrong. Sometimes you're really right. You know who we're really right on? Blake Snell. Blake Snell, baby. So those are the first two. I balanced them out. We had a guy we... Blake Snell messed up on. Deserved it. After the... A guy we like. All-star snub in the MLB. Come on, MLB. He got in the game. But he wasn't even voted in. Yeah, I know. He got snubbed originally. How do you... AL leader in... ERA in a division with the Yankees and Red Sox, man. I don't know about that. Alright, so we got Cole, we got Snell. Who else do you think I got, kid? Gotta have Trevor Bauer. Of course. Yeah. I mean the guy's a two two four. He has a hundred and seventy five strikeouts. Yeah. It's unreal. And then uh hmm. these last two were a little tougher. I feel like I one mean of one was, of them is obvious. Charlie Morton. Yeah. My man's. Another guy we liked. Uh, I'm blanking on the last one. There are a few people to choose from. I decided to go with Severino. Ah, Sevi. Blossomed into a shutdown ace. He's been top five all year, so I we like gotta give it to him. So what do you got? I could have gave it to Paxton. I could have considered even, eh. I was like, maybe Barrios, not really. So I got Bauer, Cole, Snell, Sevian, Morton. Not too shabby. Uh, you know what? Let me just follow into my last three, my three relief pitches, and then you can take it away with you right now. Come Who are my three relief pitchers? Take some guesses, kid. Blake the Snake. Blake the Snake. That guy is filth. Blake Trinan, closer of the Oakland Definitely not someone that was being drafted as high as the Chapmans of the world. So, yes, Blake Trinan is in there. I got to go with who I think is the highest rated relief pitcher so far, Edwin Diaz. Correct, he is, and correct, I did it again. You got to give him credit for hopping the likes of Kimbrel Chapman. And then the last one's tough because I don't know if he chose a high-end guy or a lower-end guy. Chapman was being drafted. Kimbrel's being drafted where they're performing to, so I don't think they earned the value part of this. So who'd you give it to? I went a little different here. Keone Kella. Ah, Keone Kella. I like it. I mean, if you pick this guy up, because you probably didn't even draft him, 23 saves, a whip just above one with a 3-2-7 ERA, 40 Ks, 33 innings. He's been shut down of late. His ERA was way higher in the beginning of the year. Yeah, that too. One ERA in the last month. Yeah. Got to give credit where credit's due. Not too shabby. I like it. I like it. So you got Kella. Went well, with Kella, Diaz, and Trinan. Gotcha. I went a little... Uh, I didn't put the big-time East guys up there either. But I think the NL was a little easier to do that with. Because so there's some outstanding individuals there. All right, let me... <sighs> You're going with closers, right? You don't have to put Josh Hader in there. No, no, I want closers. Okay. We got to go Sean Doolittle. Yes. He's been a stud. One four five ERA, 5-4 five, whip, 22 saves, 49 Ks and 37 in the third innings. Dude, the ace traded away Doolittle and Shriden last year, and they're both automatic saves now. Word. It's crazy. So Sean Doolittle is my first. The next two are a little tougher. Looking around, you could have gave Brad Hand the nod. He was drafted? He was drafted. Yeah, he was drafted. Okay. So you went with the value here. What about Felipe Vasquez? Nope. Was formerly known as Felipe Rivero. When did he become Vasquez? Don't ask me. I went with the greatest name in sports, Jay. Sir Anthony sir Dominguez. Anthony Dominguez. He only has nine saves on the season, right? Because he basically just became the closer. But he has 43 Ks in 33 and two-thirds innings. A 1-6 ERA and a 6-5 whip. He's a sir. I felt like as someone who came up from the minor leagues and was on on anyone's radar, totally deserves a nod. I know your last guy. Last guy is someone who... Let me give a shout-out... <coughs> could have considered Baraklaw. Could have. it could have. The guy's the only bright spot on the Marlins. But I'm going to... You own Boxberger. I did go with Brad Boxberger. 24 saves. 3 RA. 49 Ks. 122 whip. Not the most shut down. uh, Closer out there. But has definitely been a, a nice little light in the closing realm. For owners, so there you have it. Those are our NL and AL fantasy rosters. You disagree? Let us know. You agree? Let us know. See who you th- who you think should have been an All Star. Let's let's recap them. Go for it. For the AL, oh, I win. I mean, that's kind of unfair though, because if you had the AL, you would have won too. Got Wilson Ramos, Mitch. Uh, you wanted Mitch Moreland, Matt Olson, Jose Ramirez, Nick Castellanos. Alex Bregman, Eddie Rosario, J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, Blake Snell, Luis Severino, Charlie Morton. I just... Edwin Diaz, for some reason, because I was like rushing through names. I was going to say Elias Diaz, I was going to say his name. Blake Trinan and Keone Kella. That's a solid squad. It's a really good squad. Let me hear your doodoo players. Don't call them doo just because they're not as talented, but they are breakout and value, baby. JT Realmuto, Jesus Aguilar, Javi Baez, Scooter Jeanette, Travis Story, Max Muncie, Jose Martinez, Nick Markakis, Eugenio Suarez, Jacob DeGrom, Aaron Ola, Mike Fultonavich, Ross Stripling, Max Scherzer, Sean Doolittle, best name in sports, Sir Anthony Dominguez, and finally, Bradley Boxberger. Boxberger. Sa- say his name like that. It's mad for Boxberger. Bradley Boxberger. That is pretty funny. You sound like you should be in Harry Potter. Bradley Boxberger. You know the lady that like is a G that always comes and like, sell- saves Harry Potter? I forget her name. She's yeah. like a teacher there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just comes up, Bradley Boxberger, you get away from Harry. Yeah, you don't do it as well as I do. That, that wasn't bad. That wasn't do it. Bad. Bradley was- Boxberger, you get away <laughs> from Harry. You <to> win. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Here you go. We're going to move on to the waiver wire now, folks. Not the longest episode today because, you know, it's All-Star break. We decided to have some fun with the All-Star team. So let us know how you feel about the All-Star And to be completely honest, the football rankings were a lot of work. That they were. That they were. But next week we'll be back with a full-on episode of baseball. So I'm going to hit you with some deep waivers, some not-so-deep waivers, some other deep waivers. Why? Why are you talking like that? Here we go. You sneal Diaz. You smell like Diaz. Who? That's who the Orioles just acquired. You, really, the Dodgers. Think the Do- you really think the Orioles are going to bring him up? The Orioles are trash. For those who don't know, by the way, that was the main piece. He's a number two in prospect the in the Dodgers system. Yeah. He, uh, he's a solid hitter. He basically does everything. He's batting 314 on the air, six homers, and eight steals over 59 games. If he gets the call up. Keep it in mind, super deep leagues. He's three percent owned. Moving on to Trevor Cahill. Has had a lot of success starting uh this year, but dealt with an injury for a while and uh hit the free agent market and now in most leagues, and now he's only sixteen percent owned despite a three one ERA in fifty two innings. Only one win to show for it. You think he's gonna keep it up though? The A's have been a lot better. Talking about Trevor Cahill. 50Ks. I don't think he can't keep it up. He's only 16% owned. A guy with a 3-1 ERA should be more than 16% owned. Keep your eye on Trevor Cahill. Moving on. A guy. I'm just going to keep yelling his name until he's more owned. Enough is enough. Jesse Winker. Talk about a name that you have to say with an accent. Jesse Winker. Not 27% owned. Has more walks and Ks. Has finally started to find his power stroke. Four home runs. Last month had 12 runs, four home runs, 23 RBIs, a 400 average, and 1160 OPS. Let me just... Right now, he's on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 game hitting streak. Let me just run through the hits and at-bats. 1 for 4, 1 for 4, 3 for 3, 2 for 4, 1 for 2, 2 for 3, 1 for 4, 1 for 4, 2 for 3, 2 for 3. So and one let's one not forget games. that he's walking, too. Yeah. This guy knows how to play. Moving on, uh, Kyle Tucker.
1: Kyle Tucker. Ownership
0: went up. He struggled out of the gate. Only four for his first 27. Ownership down to 41%. Stash him on your bench if you have the space. He's a five-tool guy. Michael Conforto. It's only 21. Only 21. Michael Conforto is 33% owned. If you have the space on your roster... And you want to bet on a bounce back from someone who's done it in the past. I wouldn't be against adding Michael Conforto. It's a guy who in 373 at-bats last season hit 27 home runs and batted 279. He's way down this year. The shoulder injury, he just... I expect him to bounce back next year, but I think the shoulder injury really hurt him this year. But someone to keep an eye on. I mean, this Uh, guy looked like he was going to be a perennial all-star, and I was looking like he's a bench piece. Yeah. Yonder Alonso. I shout him out because AL first baseman suck. He was even in consideration for the yeah, the All-Star First work. base all-star. 30% owned despite having solid stats across the board. 39 runs, 13 home runs, 53 RBIs, 258 average and a 758 OPS. Average or above average in basically every spot. You could do worse as a utility or bench piece. Lastly, not lastly, I have a few more. Next up, Herman Marquez. Okay. Of the Rockies, I know you hear Rockies, and you get scared. I don't blame you, but he's fifteen percent owned. On the season, he has a four eight one ERA. Doesn't sound great. One hundred six Ks in one hundred three innings, WHIP of one three nine. All this doesn't sound great, until you see that his ERA on the road is a two six two. So on the road, he's a two six two ERA pitcher, who averages over one strikeout per inning. Against Seattle, he went six innings, one run, five Ks. At L.A., eight innings, one run, nine Ks. At Philly, he got hit up a bit, six innings, four runs. At L.A., again, seven innings, a win, five Ks, one, two, nine, ERA. He's been shut down on the road. If you could afford to stash him and only start him on the road, he's well worth it. And only 15% owned. It's not a bad... Moving on, Tyler Anderson, staying in Colorado. Tyler Anderson has been great of late and worthy of consideration. He's up to fifty-five percent owned, three-seven-two ERA on the year, hundred eight Ks in thirteen yeah. innings. In the last month, he's four and zero. Excuse me, two and zero, forty-four Ks in thirty-nine innings, thirty-nine and third, two-two-nine ERA and a one-zero-two WHIP. As long as he's pitching like that, he should be on your team. Look at look at this. Rockies pitchers, back-to-back, right. not too shabby. Uh, Willie Peralta, the Chiefs, I mean, excuse me, wow. The Kansas City Royals suck, mm-hmm. but uh, he got two saves in the this last few times out. So there's not going to be many save opportunities, but he's 11% owned, and if you need it, go for it. And then two guys who I've spoken about in the past too, but their ownership is too low, man. Vince Velasquez. Vince Velasquez's ownership is thirty-one percent. Mind-boggling to me. He has a four-three-nine ERA, yes, but by all standards, his ERA is too high. His FIP is like three-five. He has one hundred ten Ks 94 in ninety-four and a third innings. If you're playing in a K-per-nine league, yeah. And he's just—he's been great recently too. He just shut down the Mets right before the All-Star break. He uh, pitched well against the Yankees, against Colorado, against San Francisco, against LA, against Atlanta. Pick up Vince Velasquez. It's as simple as that. Let me get one. One One more. 21% owned. Zach Wheeler. He's my last one. He got hit up a little bit against the Nats his last time out. But uh, before that, he's been super solid. And recently, his fastball velocity is up. As long as he finds a strike zone more often, he'll be okay. Definitely someone I'm interested in and I own in a couple weeks. Hit me, Jay. Started to play every day. What about Nick Williams? <sighs> See, Nick Williams is a guy who has always had potential, but for some reason the Phillies just didn't want to give him the chance, and now they are, and he's 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 doing all right. He has eleven home runs. Yeah, he's he's taking advantage of it. Two forty-five average. If you're in <laughs> need of power, I wouldn't be against it. It's I don't only five percent you know. old. Yeah, it's a little low, but uh. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. 5% owns it. Very low for Nick Williams. I like that. All right, that is it for our All-Star Game episode. We'll be back next week, as always. Thanks for listening. Let's uh, tell them about our rankings. We just released Fantasy Football Rankings, volume number one. Uh, Let me tell you, in case you're looking at it from your phone, The way that the rankings work, we put some notes on the players for player comments. So when you go to the positional rankings, meaning quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, not the overall, we have player comments for each player. If you're on a desktop, we recommend that. It's easier. You just put the mouse right over the cell that it's on in the Google Sheet, and the note will pop up, and you can scroll through it and read it. Easy peasy. If you're on your phone, it's a little more complicated. You got to click on the cell and then click on note. So, it's a little harder. You don't see that the notes are there on your phone. So, if you're listening on your SoundCloud, you want to go check it out on your phone, on your commute home. Now you know. Go to your Google Sheet. Click on the cell. Read the notes. Here you go. Some solid notes in there. I'll tell you that much. You find me at Mike underscore I am at Jason Petrop. Find Jason there. We are at Broto Fantasy. At Brotofancy, At Veterans Minimum. At SEJ Pod. At Tim Petrop. All right? There it is. At Santa Gota Studios. Yeah, have fun listening. The whole this pod. Have fun listening to the football pod. We had Jim Day, a fancy writer, on the pod. That was fun. And uh, yeah, check out our rankings. See you guys next week. Later. Peace.